Welcome to Pick Up and Deliver, the podcast where I pick up my audio recorder when I take a dog out for a walk and deliver an episode to you when I stroll around. I'm Brendan Riley. Well, good morning, listener. It's Monday, August 6th. The weather is relatively pleasant today, although the wind is up a little and we've got some clouds. Looks like we may get a little rain later in the morning. The background noises on my walk might sound a little different today. We are having some adventure in my family. My daughter is off on a trip to, you won't believe this, Hawaii with my in-laws. And um, while they're gone, they've left their dog in our care. You hear jingling, that's the leash or the collar. And uh, the dog's name is Abby. Well, I had a lovely weekend. I played a lot of games, uh, which is fun. Um, hopefully you've had some good, good gaming uh, as your August got started. We are playing Legacy of Tra- Dragonholt, which I mentioned before. And we finished up Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective. So having played through an entire campaign of this game, I thought now would be a good time to do a message from the deep. For those of you who haven't heard one of these episodes before, Message from the Deep is a... It's as close as I'll get to a review, I think. But the goal of the episode is to talk to you a bit about some of the insight I've gotten from a game from playing it deeply. Uh, As those of you who are regular listeners know, I tend to be a wide player rather than a deep player. And (laughs) that's because I can use a little weight loss. Uh, Anyway, um... By, by which I mean I like to play a lot of different games, and as a result, I generally don't play games all that many times. Uh, I like to play games multiple times also, but usually the lure of the new, new to me, uh, overwhelms the lure of the previously played. Although I always want to play more games. Anyway, so as a result, I tend to do more new game experiences than I do deep game experiences. But sometimes a game will capture me. And I thought today would be a good opportunity to do one of those. And so we've got a message from the deep. Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective. Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective is a mystery game. It's actually pretty old. It was first released in 1981. Uh, and was reprinted a couple times uh, in the, into the mid-2000s by Yastari Games out of France. And it had probably gone the way of the dodo until the early, the, um, 2012, 2013, sometime in there, the board game podcast, or the board game review channel on YouTube, Shut Up and Sit Down, uh, reviewed it, and they gave it an amazing review. Made it sound incredible. In fact, I was one of the people who went and bought the game, even though it was really hard to find, because of that review, and I'm not at all sad about that. At the same time, the um, because of this uh, resurgence and in interest in the game, uh, either the rights were picked up again, or Yastari just decided, hey, well, we got this uh, gold mine sitting here unplay- un- out of print, and they actually revamped it, republished with a new cover. They went through and cleaned up all of the case files, which was good, because there's a bunch of typos including some that are almost mystery-breaking. 
uh, and republished it with a snazzy new cover and a uh, much nicer art design uh, and made the game actually really great looking. Since then, the game has been selling well, so they've released two more box sets. Um, but the original set still used the 10 cases that were created for the original set back in 1981. If you're going to the store and you're looking for this game, the one, the box set I'm talking about is The Thames Murders and Other Stories. As far as I know, the next two box sets are in, can be played independently. They do, they do not depend on you having uh, played the Thames murders. So that's a good, uh, that's a nice benefit. Um, so if you find one of the newer ones, and actually I think the Thames murders is not the least expensive. One of the other ones is running cheaper right now. Um, definitely feel free to jump into that one. Uh, and I imagine that they all play roughly the same, although not having played those others, I can't speak to it directly. So today I want to talk a little bit about my experience playing it. What What is it? How does it work? Uh, what is it like to play? What are some of the ups and downs, the highlights in the system? Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective, as I said, uh, it's almost an activity. The way the game works, you have a case booklet, and the case booklet gives you the premise of the game. The premise of Sherlock Holmes is that you are a team of people kind of working with Sherlock Holmes. If you've read the stories, you know that he has a group of street urchins that work for him that will sometimes do his bidding, they'll sometimes help him gather information, but they also, he also is teaching them some of the fine art of criminal detection work and so they're learning to be detectives the idea of the case is that you are part of that group and Holmes is helping you learn to be a detective by challenging you to solve cases that he is also working on or has also already solved so you kind of are working in parallel to Holmes and your goal is to solve the case and then you consult with him and find out how close you were to giving it right. The way that the cases work, uh, you have a couple different pieces of um, information that are used in every case. And that's a map of London. You have a London address book or phone book. And you have a newspaper. The newspaper is the newspaper for that day. But like many Holmes cases, the newspapers carry information that can actually be useful over many cases. So there are times where using newspapers from previous cases can help you solve the current case. So uh, each newspaper is dated, as is the case, so you know which newspapers are eligible to be looked at for, your, for solving it. And it's generally advised, I think, that you do them in order. The case book is basically like, uh, like I said, the version I played is the is the 2000 printing, um, and it's in the rough size of the nine by uh, eight and a half by eleven paper, and so the booklets are about that size, and maybe 30 pages or so. And in it, there'll be the beginning is the a kind of story 
of the beginning of the case. So you go to Holmes's office, you meet some person telling the story, Holmes and Watson sort of describe what they're trying to find out, and then you go off to figure out what you need to do. So you go about solving the case. Your, the main way that you do that is to go to different scenes and investigate them. And it, the way the game works, it, it works all through addresses. So if you know the murder happened at a warehouse at such and such address, or the such and such company warehouse, then you look them up in the phone book and you go to that address in the case book and it tells you what you find there. So basically you're just, it's sort of like a choose your own adventure game without the choose your own adventures. Or if you think about like a point and click, an old point and click computer adventure where you could click on things and then stuff would happen. This works that way. You're picking places in the map and using your powers of deduction to decide where to go next. So you'll hear a case, maybe you'll go see the witness, maybe you'll go see the crime scene, maybe you'll go to the newspaper, or maybe you'll go to the newspaper office to find out the latest gossip about this person, maybe you'll go to the morgue and talk to the coroner who investigated the body. There's all sorts of things you could do to try to learn about the case. As you go, you're going to make notes about what you heard and saw, and you're going to talk to your friends. And this is the part that gets really interesting and is different than other uh, deduction-type games I've played. And maybe, I don't know, maybe those are advantages on this, maybe they're not. This game does not have a timer. So with Mythos Tales, you have a timer. Uh, with uh, Deadline, you definitely have a timer. Um, but this game does not have a timer. You go to a location, you hear what's there, you talk to your, uh, the people you're playing with, or you could do it alone if you want, just ponder, take notes, and then you go to another mission. Uh, and this continues until you decide you're done with the case. When you think you know what's happened, or you think you know everything that's happened, and you feel like you have a firm grasp on the solution, then you go to the solution page, where the game asks you a series of questions. There's usually four main questions and three or four secondary questions and for each main question that you get right you get 25 points for each secondary question you get right you get 10 points then the game tells you all the locations that Holmes had to go to to solve the case the locations that uh, Holmes went to count as free locations so anywhere you go that Holmes went is free meaning it does not count against your score so if you only go to the places Holmes goes you can win, and the goal, the, the winning uh, comes from getting, if you get all four of the main questions right, and only visit the places Holmes goes, then you get um, 100 points and you win, or you get a perfect score. There's no winning or losing, it's just what score did you get. Um, if you go to, for every number of places you go, so you don't have to go to all the same places he goes. If you go to only, if he goes to six places, which is usually, five to eight, I think. Um, we played this over three years, so I don't remember exactly when, I don't remember exactly which was the most, but I, I don't think it was ever more than eight locations. I also don't think it was ever fewer than five. I could be wrong on both of those. Uh, but so if you, if Holmes went to six locations and you went to only six locations, but you went to six different ones, you still get zero penalties on your score. 
However, if you go to more than six, which you probably will, uh, then you get a five-point penalty for each location that you visited past the ones Holmes did. So if if Holmes visited six locations and uh, you visited eight, you lose ten points. Then you find out what your score is. Um, We had games where our scores were really low. I think we had a game where our score was 10. I definitely know I've seen people online who regularly had scores in the negative. I mean, if you don't, if you don't figure out the mystery, you can really just get rocked. Like we had one where we just, we got an alternate narrative into our head and we didn't find the one or two locations that would have disproven that narrative. And we ended up with like a score. I think that was the one where we got 10 or maybe negative points. Um, negative 15 I think we had on one because if you don't get them right even if you get some of the bonus questions you just get killed on the number of places you went in terms of your score by contrast if you're doing well uh, I think our best score was 70 Um, we our last two adventures were 60 and 65 so obviously toward the end of the casebook we were coming to understand how the people who create these cases work and what kinds of things they like to put in their uh, adventures. So the experience, of, the experience of playing Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective, one is that it isn't really a game. It's more like doing a puzzle book. Uh, if you are somebody who considers the activity of doing a crossword puzzle kind of a game, this is very similar to that in terms of your... I mean, it's not like doing a crossword puzzle. It's pretty different, but... It doesn't involve interaction with game mechanisms, really, at all. It's more like a choose-your-own-adventure novel, or choose-your-own-adventure, and at the end you take a guess before you read the solution. It's a game insofar as you're trying to decide how sure you need to be and how confident you can be in your answers to the questions, because if you're uh, pretty sure... You don't want to go to another place. But if you aren't sure about something, you should go check another place. Um, it's a tricky line to walk because you lose five points if you go to too many places. Or for each place extra you go, you lose five points. I think that's part of why the bonus places are there. If you go to a couple extra, the bonus questions basically let you go to two extra places for each one you go to. And if you're on the right track, When you go to one of these extra places, you'll find an answer, not only to the main question, but also some bit of information that gets you the bonus points, which kind of cancels out two of your extra things. So, you know, if you get all four main questions right and you go to, and one bonus question, then you can go to eight when Holmes went only to six. Or two bonus questions, you can go to ten instead of six. So, that works pretty well. Um all told in terms of gameplay experience it is one of the more intimate and interactive game experiences I've played Uh, similar to time stories it, it feels very similar to time stories in that really what it's doing is facilitating uh time with your friends it also feels like some of those escape room in a box like unlock or exit although those the puzzle is so Um, direct 
that often what you get in those is not much discussion of reasoning, but rather individual attempts at puzzle solving. And then together you might go like, what if it works this way? And then somebody's like, yes, if we do this, it works. Or somebody's like, I've got it. And you know, the most satisfying escape rooms are where everybody has at least one thing where they're like, I figured out this puzzle and everybody else enjoys the thrill of us figuring it out as a group. By contrast, Sherlock Holmes, you never, you don't get that thrill during. You don't get a, I figured out this puzzle, huzzah moment, the way you do in these escape room games, because you don't know if you're right until you get to the end. And it's certainly satisfying to learn that you were right, and to learn that you were uh, on track. It's excruciating to learn how quickly Holmes did it. Of course, you don't feel too bad, because Holmes was made up and he's, he investigated with perfect knowledge from the author, but it's still sort of fun to go, oh, how could he have figured that out? And sometimes we'll think about the information you got those places and kind of understand, oh, well, if you make this leap of logic and this leap of one, but how did he eliminate this thing? So that part's a little, a little funny, but uh, overall, we really like Holmes's approach um, and the, the kinds of things that you do in the game. So I would say there are a few downsides to Sherlock Holmes. Um, this, more than any other game I've played, suffers dramatically if you're tired. I've certainly played complex games where we start playing it and we realize just we are not awake enough to play this game. Starting Terra Mystica at midnight, never a good idea. That sort of thing. But Sherlock Holmes, we can start playing at 8 p.m., we start playing for a few minutes, we're like, you know what, we're, we're not awake enough to do this because it involves a lot of sitting and listening. And different people play different ways. The rule book suggests that you take turns picking where you're going and then the person who picked reads the entry. I guess that gives everyone a chance to read. In my family, my wife really likes reading out loud. I don't particularly care one way or another. So I usually take notes and she writes, or she reads, which works fine. Um, but it is very much a kind of the fun stems from the interaction among the players in trying to figure out the mystery as opposed to the the games where the fun comes from trying to figure out how to be more efficient than your opponents or how to outwit your opponents here you're working with them and you're playing against the game it's a cooperative game in that way but the people who critique this as being more of an activity than a game are absolutely right it is really more of an activity than a game if you see a necessity to draw a distinction between them another thing that isn't ideal is that it is a limited play experience you know like well all the detective games i've mentioned here but like any heavily narrative focused game once you know the narrative it drops dramatically in its uh, effect or value um, and that's true of every narrative focus game I've played and the ones that involve solving something you can only play them once when this game came out it was like the only one that worked that way uh, now we have unlock and we have exit the game which actually encourages you to destroy the game when you play it uh, we have um, time stories which like I said is that's you you don't destroy the game but it is a one play experience um, although you could give it to someone else. Sherlock Holmes fits that uh, bill, that you get the 10 cases, but once you've done those 10 cases, there's not much point in uh, doing it again. 
Which leads me to a question I'll come back to in a few minutes for those of you who have games like this or I'm curious about your approach. So one of the downsides would be that it is a one one playthrough. That said, it I don't know that we ever played a round of Sherlock Holmes in under 90 minutes. Usually it, it reached about two hours. Two hours is about the amount of time it took us to feel like we were satisfied with the mystery and move through. Although some of them were 90 minutes. So it's pretty even 90 minutes to two hours as a gameplay. So if there are 10 of these, that's 20 hours of deep interactive gameplay. Um, the last six were with my wife. This is This has become a thing we really just do as a couple. When we have friends over, there are other games we'd rather play. Um, and because usually we have friends over at night and it's such a deep experience, it's really the, uh, the engagement as a couple that's been good for us. I don't think I would want to play this by myself because I don't have anybody to bounce ideas off of. Uh, the way I, I have enjoyed the, the Deckscape games, or there are other puzzly games I don't mind playing by myself, but I think... Sherlock Holmes, I probably, I really like playing it as a duo. Um, and when we did play a couple rounds with more people, and it works okay, but I think if you have somebody who gets bored a little bit, or more, more likely, like I said, anybody who's tired, they just won't be able to follow what's going on. It won't be fun, and you'll do badly. And then it's not fun, because not only was it really hard, but you spent an hour and a half doing badly. But yeah, so in terms of the play, the play value, you know, I, I was looking, this game costs about 45 bucks, which if you're doing 90 minutes per adventure, that's um, three hours for every two, that's 15 hours of gameplay for 45 bucks. That's $3 an hour. There's not much in the way of deep interactive entertainment that you can get for that kind of money. Uh, if you think about going to the movies or something, it's <laughs> around here, that's like 10, 15, is it, is it more than 10? $10 a person, maybe more. Uh, I should pay attention more when we go to the movies. But yeah, so $10 a person, you have two people playing, it's $20 for two, two and a half hours of experience, as opposed to, uh, that's $10 an hour. Right, this is three. Um, and also, when we're done with this, I could sell it or trade it to somebody else, and it would work just fine. So the durability of the product is a big, big part of what makes it really fun for us. That said, I think this is probably best for people who already really like Sherlock Holmes. It is deeply Holmesian in its style, in the kinds of mysteries that are involved, in the kinds of stories that it tells. I have used this in uh, classes, in the, in the classes I teach. I have asked students to uh, buy copies and use it. And while it's good from that perspective, it also sometimes causes problems. I've had times where a student group of four, just whatever the mix there is, they don't have very much uh, cultural background in anything Victorian. And so, some of the basics about how the culture works, which are necessary for you to pick up on some of the clues, they just miss them. And uh, I would say that is one of the downsides of the game. So if you're, if you're somebody who is interested in this, but you're not 
you haven't read much Sherlock Holmes, you may want to look at some of the other options in terms of mystery games. I'm really excited. Portal Games has a new game that just came out at Gen Con or is coming out right after Gen called called Detective. Uh, and it is another mystery-focused game, but this one is about a modern being a cop in a modern squad, and you use the internet. So you, you use your device as you're playing to try to solve the mystery. It sounds really neat and has gotten very good reviews. Um, and so I'm, I'm excited to try that. But uh, if you get an opportunity to play Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective, Thames Murders, and Other Stories, I would strongly recommend it. It's a compelling, uh, exciting gameplay. And I think even though the copy they're using is the old copy, go check out Shut Up and Sit Down's review. They will get you excited for the game in a way that uh, I probably have not with my mellow tones and clingling, uh, cling-clangy leash here. Um, but it's, it's really good, and I'm pleased to have gotten a chance to play it, and I've already put in my order at Miniature Market for the next one. Although, uh, full disclosure, I also ordered Detective, so we'll see um, what gets played first and which one we enjoy more. Both sound pretty exciting to me. What Detective games have you played? Do you like games like this where you're trying to solve mysteries or um, uh, that sort of thing? Let me know over at Board Game Geek Guild 3269. Uh, my username is Wombat929. I would love to hear from you uh, to know what mysteries you've solved and what mysteries you're working on solving. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Oh, well, that's disgusting. A bird just pooped on me. That's never happened to me before. <laughs> Yuck. Brought to you by Rattlebox Games. Gross. Um, all right, let's see.